the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, representing the opposite of all sane things is Ramon B., my lovely producer. Hi, partner. Bob. Hi. Hi, Bob. Oh, God, here he is. Uh-huh. Suck it up again. Yeah? That. Is that enthusiastic oh, or what? It's fake enthusiasm. You know, that's, uh, it's not fake. I get you paid You know what they it. say, sincerity. Once you can fake that, you got it made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. Actual out of the newspaper. Remember that. the newspaper? That I do. Uh, <laughs> this is... An ultra-marathon runner. Did you hear about this? I didn't know there was such thing as an Ult- ultra. Ultra. You know, a marathon's bad enough. Yeah. Right? I can't even spell First that. of all, they have like Iron Man, Diamond Man, uh, Titanium. I don't know what those things mean because I'm lazy. Ultra. Ultra-marathon. Wow. Ultra-marathon runner uh, cheated and used a car. Evidently, the race is so long, you can rent a car along the way at Enterprise wow. and just you – know, <laughs> so she uh, she rented a car, used part of your car as part of the race, and then was disqualified. Oh, yeah, too bad. And uh, worse than that, she was banned from competition for twelve months or twelve thousand miles, whichever comes. From. That's pretty good. That's Thank funny. Thank you. I'm laughing on the inside. But okay, that's these chuckling on the inside. So last week we were talking about how to represent sellers. I believe it's been a whole week, so I can't be expected mm. to remember this. I'm going to drink coffee. Just like Let's have a little coffee music. A little coffee music. Goes down. Smooth. Oh man, let me tell you that Folgers is good stuff. So, uh, so we we've been talking about sellers. Now, most of my coaching students prefer to work with sellers, but I have some. I would also say most of my coaching students who prefer to work with sellers only end up working with buyers occasionally. They get uh, – they relapse I think is what we call it on buyers. And then um, – but I do have some coaching students that only like to do buyers. Uh, so when we do a complimentary coaching call, I normally ask uh, a question to figure out what's best for you. Now, I don't need to impose my taste – on you, if your taste is different, I will laugh at you and make fun of you. But that, that's beside the point. That has nothing to do with it. But uh, so when I was an agent, uh, this is a thousand years ago now, uh, a day came and I forget uh, what, what had happened with a buyer I was working with. But I said, if I never put one of these blankety-blank buyers in my car ever again, it will be too soon. So I 
I decided I was going to pick a day not too far out and and on that day I would never show another house including my own listing to another buyer again. So uh, I got – on that day, I got rid of my lockbox key and I bought a Corvette. So they couldn't even fit in it if I relapsed on buyers, right? So that was the – my wife uh, was not a fan of that decision. Let me just say that out loud. It wasn't a cute car? She did say – she did use the word cute. I guess that could apply to I a little I remember we Corvette. went to my print shop one time and we parked the Corvette out, out front. It was a white uh, – not the lumpy version but the, the clean wedgie-looking version. It was very cool. And then, and then she's standing in there. She looks outside and she goes, that is a bitchin'-looking car. Wow. Yeah. Good so for she her. She did not use the word cute, my wife. She used a very dude-like word. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's probably at home bitching right now. But that's beside oh, the point. I, I, I say that wrong. So um, so that was the best decision I ever made. And then I referred all the buyers to other agents in my company and even other companies sometimes uh, who would be the best for them. And then uh, – or my partner uh, worked with buyers and, and then I would take either a 50 percent referral fee or 30 percent or 20 percent based on the upfront work that I had done with that buyer and ended up making more dollars per hour or higher dollars per hour on the buyer referral fees than I even made on the listings. So that might work for you. But whether you want to do buyers only like I did uh, or focus on buyers mostly or only, uh, having the right perfect buyer scenario is the secret. So I, w- I would say most uh, – you know, I think most sellers interview more than one agent. There's a uh, – National Association of Realtors statistic on that, sadistic as I like to say. Um, but you know, I think I, I think it was twenty seven percent of, uh, if I recall that sadistic, I think it was twenty seven percent of listings uh, sellers interview uh, one agent, uh, two agents. And then another 27 percent interview more than two agents. But one thing I noticed is that about 80 percent of the time, I was the only agent that ever met with them and actually did something other than just a CMA. But about 80 percent of the time, I was really the only agent that they actually really interviewed. And just so, so getting to go is really the secret. But buyers put very little thought into choosing their agent. Uh, how did you, you know, if you if you ask most home buyers, how did you find your agent? Oh, he was a friend from, oh, he was a, you know, somebody I bumped into in an open house or something. They, they, they did not interview multiple buyer agents. So that's, that's kind of how that goes. So you, which would mean that if you have a fearless agent buyer presentation and you actually look like you know what you're doing and you're doing things in the right order that you would do them for yourself if you were the buyer, you look like a genius compared to all the other agents out there. So so they don't put a lot of thought into, into – so here 
into choosing a buyer agent. But here's the perfect buyer scenario. So number one is for me to work with the buyer as a fearless agent, uh, they have to have met with my lender. Okay, They're using my lender. Now, there's exceptions to everything, um, most everything. Now, the exception to working with my lender would be – now, first of all, they have to be a pre-approved through my lender no matter what. If they're going to use a different lender, there better be a good reason for it, and that, mean, that would be they work for Chase Bank. So they're going to use Chase as their mortgage company. Um, they work – their sister – is a lender, uh, something like that, where there's no way out of it. But if the buyer doesn't have a really great reason for not using my lender, they're going to use my lender. So they say, oh, no, we've already got a lender. I go, well, here's the way that works. Uh, The day before close of escrow, uh, when the moving van is in the yard and you're expecting to move into your new house, your lender that you picked calls you and says, oh, we can't do the loan. Something popped up and there's a problem and we can't do the loan. On that day, would you switch to my lender? And they all said yes. I go, good. Today's that day. You're switching to my lender. We're not going to look at houses unless you're using my lender. No exceptions. And most of them would say, okay. And if they said, no, I'm not going to use your lender, I'm going to say, well, I got 50 more buyers look just like you, so I don't really care. You can go have your little problems with some other agent. I don't want to be a part of that that uh, disaster. So met with my lender. Number two is the buyers meet with me in my office uh, and really very few exceptions to that. Now, if they were way on the other side of town, I don't know why I would be working with them if they were way on the other side of town. Let's say they were way, they lived way on the other side of town and they were buying on my side of town, maybe. Uh, but uh, I'd try to avoid that. So if the buyer's not willing to come in and meet with me in my office after they've been pre-approved for my, with my lender. And by the way, write this down. Uh, monthly payment is what the buyer is being pre-approved for. They are not being pre-approved for a loan amount. No lender ever pre-approves somebody for a loan amount. The 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 loan amount is the only number that the uh, uh, realtor usually ever hears or the buyer ever hears, but the lender is is pre-approving your buyer for a monthly payment. And when the interest rate changes, that monthly payment that they're qualified for will not change. The loan amount will. So you need to know and the buyer needs to know the monthly payment maximum that they are qualified for. And then you need to know the cash down payment maximum that they – can put down if they wanted to put all of it down, my lender is going to tell me that number. And any lender that won't tell me that number is not going to get my business. So I need to know those two numbers, monthly payment they're qualified for 
and the cash down payment maximum that they can do, okay? Now, that means that the uh, buyer might say, well, we don't want to, you know, even though we're qualified for 3200 a month, we only want to do 2200 a month. That's fine. We, even though we can put down 100000 we only want to put down 50000 That's fine. But I need to know what the maximum is they can do so I don't get them into a situation where they can't afford it. So then when they meet with me in the office, I'm going to give them a little introduction that gets their head right, lets them know what's at stake. There's a lot of fear of loss built into that. So What's at stake is this. You're either going to be living in your favorite house of all the houses you can afford, or you're going to be living in your 15th favorite house of all the houses you can afford while some other guy is living in your favorite house that you could have afforded. So if we skip steps, that's what happens. Then we're going to give him a little preview of coming attractions to make them feel comfortable with what's going to happen while we're together today in my office. And then I'm going to ask them a series of questions. Then I'm going to do the buyer presentation, the fearless agent buyer presentation, uh, the purpose of which is to solve all common buyer problems before they ever occur. And then they're going to sign the buyer broker agreement. If they were unwilling for some odd reason not to sign the buyer-broker agreement, which almost never happened. But if they weren't unwilling to do that, then that's why we're not going to go look at houses. So, And they can go do business with some other agent with lower standards who likes working for free. Uh, so they sign the buyer-broker agreement. Then we will be searching the MLS. Then we will go shopping for houses uh, by the way, first we sh shop the MLS, and then they're going to weed out the ones based on what they see on paper that they know they don't want to see. And, and there will be no emailing uh, properties to this buyer. That That is an old-fashioned, dumb, out-of-date, super stupid idea that would never happen with a fearless agent. And... Uh, so they're going to look at the properties on paper with me and they're going to weed out the ones they know they don't want to wait waste their time looking at. Uh, then we'll go shopping. Then they're going to write an offer. Uh, then the offer will be presented and then there will be acceptance. So that's the perfect buyer scenario. Is that the way most agents do it? No. But if you want to get paid and get the buyer the best house of all the houses that are available to them, that's the scenario that, that should happen. So let's go back to buyer presentation. Uh, they're in my office. They sign the buyer broker agreement. Okay. Now, the way I typically did it is I'd say, okay, um, I'm going to search the MLS based on the questions that I asked you. And I'm going to do that with a clear head without you looking over my shoulder. So there's not, there's not going to be this. They're looking at the screen. We don't have a, a TV on the wall and I'm clicking around on stuff. That, that, that's ridiculous, okay? So I'm going to book an appointment. You only get paid for two things in real estate. One is booking an appointment and number two is getting a signature. So I'm going to book an appointment 
to meet with them, go through the list of houses that I found for them, weed out the ones that they know they don't want to waste their time looking at, and that way we more quickly get to the ones they do love. That way we more quickly get to their favorite house. And by the way, their favorite house is going to be everybody's favorite house. So my job is to beat every other buyer to their favorite house. So they'll weed out the ones. Then we'll make an appointment to go shopping. And then on that day, they're going to be buying a house. So they're bringing their checkbook with them. So so that's probably the way it would go in a sane scenario. So trying to do all of this in one day, that that seems a little crazy to me. Uh, but it could. It could happen in one day. So now there are buyers that I would be willing to work with that uh, you would not be willing to work with. Uh, more likely, there's buyers that you would be willing to work with that I would not be willing to work with. As a, as a fearless agent, I'm going to be pickier about which buyer I want to work with. So here's here's the valid buyer criteria, and you can write these down. Number one is they have to be willing to meet with me in my office, and there is no exception to that. Now, if you work for one of these companies that doesn't have an office, the so-called uh, cloud-based company or something, you you need to meet with them. Here's where you're not going to meet with them. In a property, that's out. You're not going to meet with them. Uh, I would avoid meeting with them in their apartment or house or wherever they live. Um, certainly not, not in a coffee shop. It's got to be a professional setting. So a mortgage company, maybe, the office, uh, title company, something like that, real estate-related thing. Uh, so if you work for one of these companies that doesn't have a location – that's not ideal, but second best would be mortgage company, title company. Third best is probably so crappy it's not worth talking about. So willing to meet with me in the office, number one, that has to happen. They have to be motivated. Okay, write that down. Motivated means they, they're, they're going to buy. It's not, yeah, we're going to buy something. If we find something we like, we might buy. No, uh-uh. They have to buy. Okay, I'm not putting people in my car and showing houses that aren't going to buy. Whether they buy from me or not, that's a separate issue, but they're going to buy a house, okay, this month, right now. Uh, Number three, time urgency. They have a deadline. There's a reason to buy now. Now, the deadline could be the market. Uh, These days, the interest rates are going up uh, somewhat rapidly. Uh, there's no reason to think that's a short-term trend. That's a long-term trend. So every every day the interest rates could go up. So that would be the urgency to do it. Uh, they have to be pre-approved, again, through my lender. I'm not working with the buyer that's not working with my lender. Um, my lender is not going to screw up guaranteed they're not going to screw up. I remember one time my lender screwed up. His name was Scott, very great guy. And he said uh, to me, he goes, I forgot to lock the rate. So first of all, he was honest and he said, I forgot to lock the rate. And the rate had gone up and he ate it. I think it was like $3,000 it cost him. But my lender doesn't screw up, and if he does, he eats it, okay? 
uh, buyer broker agreements signed. There is no scenario where I would be showing a house if the buyer broker agreement was not signed. Even if it was my own listing, um, it wouldn't happen. Controlled contingencies. Write that down. That means uh, the it's contingent on them buying a loan. Well, that's why they're going to use my lender. That's how I control that contingency. It's contingent upon them selling their house. Uh, I list their house. That's how that would that contingency would get controlled. Uh, if it's contingent upon them selling their house, I could have large amounts of non-refundable earnest money. Please write this down. There are no problems in real estate that large amounts of non-refundable earnest money will not fix. Please tattoo that on your brain. That's real. Uh, so I'm going to control whatever the – oh, I need to um, – uh, you know, I'm getting the money from so and so. That money has to be in your account now. Okay. Uh, the next one is willing to spend time. They go, Bob. You know, I'm uh, super busy. So why don't you uh, go out and look at the houses, and then when you narrow it down, you you call me, and I'll come over, and and then I and then I say these words. Floyd Wickman taught me these words. Holy cow! Write that down. Holy cow! You must be the second busiest person on planet Earth because I know I'm number one. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to find a time where we're going to book an appointment to go look at houses together. Uh, You're going to show up to that appointment, right? And I am too. That's how that works. And if that can't do it that way, we're not doing business. And the next one is all the decision makers must be there. Uh, We're getting the money from mommy and daddy. Okay, so mommy and daddy live in a neighborhood that looks like Beverly Hills. Um, They're buying a house that they can afford and that, of course, is in the hood, right? So when mommy and daddy see – the, when the first house mommy and daddy sees because they're giving them the down payment money is that house that they've looked at 20 houses and this is the best one in the hood, then all of a sudden mommy and daddy go, oh, no, 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 no. This is, this is not going to work and they kill the deal. But mommy and daddy, if mommy and daddy are in the car and they wade through the same crap we had to wade through to get to the best one that they could afford in the hood, then then they'll go along with it or they'll give them more money to get them into a better neighborhood. So all decision makers must be there and on every showing. And then uh, willing to disclose. Uh, that one is – uh, tell me what you're looking for. Oh, I'll know it when I see it. Oh, well, let me type that into the MLS. That'll be easy, right? So the, I, they have to be very forthcoming on telling me what they like and what they dislike. And then finally, uh, I have to like them. So uh, life is too short to do business with people that you don't like. Um, so buyers, you know, when I when I go on a listing appointment, I, I meet with the listing in the longest case scenario, probably three hours. You know, if, if they're chatty, 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 old people, lonely who like to talk a lot and I get the listing. 
maybe that's three hours. And then when I go present the offer, maybe that's an hour or two. So that that's it. But when I'm driving around buyers and they're in my car and schlepping them around, uh, that that's a different thing. So and I remember when I was new, uh, in newer in real estate. No, I was actually new. Um, I drove a pickup truck. So I had a Harley, and then I bought a pickup truck. And so schlepping buyers around the pickup truck and then I – so I had these buyers and these were real buyers. They were going to buy. I had listed their house, sold their house. They're under contract and now we're going shopping and I show up in a, in a Cadillac and, um, you know, a big luxury Cadillac. And they, they go, oh, you drive a Cadillac? I go, no, no. I rented this to show you houses. They're going, oh. Oh my goodness, you know. So, it's, so you can, if you don't have the right car for showing, you can rent the right car for showing. But, um, but doing, having all the perfect buyer scenario, doing those things in the right order, and having the the valid buyer criteria, if you've got all that stuff in place, then you're ready to learn the secrets, the top secret strategies, how to outsell your competition every single time, which we will talk about next week. That's called the tease in the business. See how that? See how I did that? Professional. Yeah. By the way, on the intro to this show, is that your voice doing the intro? No. Who is that? A professional. <laughs> some other guy. Just some other guy. Okay. So, um, by the way, if any of the stuff we talk about on this show makes any sense to you whatsoever and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, I want you to go to fearlessagent.com, watch our free webinar, and then call me anytime. It's in the banner on the right-hand side at the top of the website. You can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. If you're a owner, an owner of a real estate company in English, uh, and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, I'd like to do a complimentary recruiting coaching call with you. And if you would go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com and watch my video there first, that would have you maybe think up different questions to ask, and it would give you a pretty good idea if what we do might be a good fit for you. So, uh, any help you think I might be able to give you, always call me directly at 480-385-8810. If you haven't already, subscribe to fearlessagent.tv. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. And please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you are on. And until next week, do what we always do as Fearless Agent. We always have fun. Stay humble. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.